Happy New Year. Welcome to Somewhere in the Middle with Michelle Barad. I'm your host, Michelle Barad, founder and CEO of Michelle Barad LLC. And I'm really happy to share this hour with you where we examine all those places where spirit meets life and the joys and challenges that we bring. Now, you know, I like to start by thanking Ms. Beverly Black and Tribe Family Channel for helping me create this space for us. Tribe Family Channel is home to an assortment of thought-provoking shows that explore life, spirit, business, and culture, including The Woman at the Well, hosted by Ms. Beverly Black herself. Somewhere in the Middle was born on Tribe Family Channel, and though we've grown onto our own platform, we are ever grateful and loyal to our roots. To paraphrase an African proverb, we are here only because we stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. I want to say thank you to my guests on the December 15th, 2023 show, founder and CEO of College Ready and CR Tutoring and Tests, Shelly Howard. You can connect with Shelly on social media and at her website, www.collegeadyplan.com. If you missed that show, make sure you listen to the replay. You can find our complete show archives, including the December 15th, 2023 show at the somewhere in the middle podcast.com. I also want to shout out Bruce George of the Geniuses Common Movement, which encourages all of us to embrace our inner genius and share it with the world. It's essential that we share this message with you, but it's not just for the kids. We adults sometimes need to be reminded that the world needs our genius. Learn more about the Geniuses Common Movement at www. .geniusiscommon.com. Now, before we get started, I have an announcement. This is the first show of the final season of Somewhere in the Middle with Michelle Berard. We have been on the air since June of 2017. I've had amazing conversations with authors, entrepreneurs, and coaches from a variety of backgrounds, and I am incredibly grateful to all of them for sharing their knowledge and experience with you and with me. I've learned a ton and I know you have too. I am also super grateful to you guys for supporting Somewhere in the Middle for all these years. Thank you for sticking with me through everything from technical issues to the pandemic to Abby jumping up and barking during an interview. I am so appreciative of your time and your loyalty. You have so many things you could be doing and you chose to listen to this podcast. Thank you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. For this first show of 2024, my guest is Nefetera Fonda, the inspiring leader of Go Get It, Inc. She's a top-notch coach and author who helps Christian professionals grow their side businesses without giving up their day jobs. Nefetera teaches business owners how to understand their customers, improve sales skills, and make more money in their businesses, all while honoring God. Nefetera believes having a successful business and still having time for yourself is vital. Her book, How to Activate Your Faith, Commit to a Plan and Take Action That Will Change Your Life, is full of great advice for people who want to live their best lives through faith. She's also fantastic at leading group activities. If your group or organization wants a fun and engaging vision board event, Nefetera is the person to call. She's energetic, she shares helpful tips, and she keeps everyone interested. So I'd like to welcome Nefertari Fonda to Somewhere in the Middle with Michelle Berard. Nefertari, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm really excited because you have a vision, you have a message, and I really want to dig into that. And the way that I start my interviews is by asking two questions. So if you're ready, I'll go ahead and ask those. 
Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Nefertari Banda, who are you and how did you become who you are today? Excellent question. Who am I and how did I become who I am today? So who I am is the oldest of three children. I am a country girl from um, born in Fayetteville, North Carolina, raised in Raleigh. And I've always been a box checker. So when I graduated high school, I went to serve my country. I was in the army. And then I went to college and got my degree. And then what happened as I've continued to live life is I experienced a heart attack. And when that happened, and you know, all, everybody always says tomorrow's not promised, but I was very thankful that it was promised to me. And when that happened for me, it made me realize and really assess all the things that I had considered to do, wanted to do, and had not yet did, right? I had been planning to act, but never acting on my plan. So, you know, as I started to assess those things, it, it was three things that I wanted to try, right? That I had been planning on and never did. One was martial arts, which is Taekwondo, learning to ride a motorcycle, and finally starting my business. <laughs> <laughs> so with those three things, short, very short-lived. So as far as the Taekwondo goes, um, it did not last long. I got my yellow, board, uh, yellow belt and I did not in Taekwondo, but in another exercise, finally break a board. So I was excited about it and realized, you know what? That's not for me. Um, and then I tried, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, no, that's not for me as much as I thought it would be. Right. <laughs> and then I said, okay, let me learn to ride a motorcycle. My husband's an avid rider. I felt like it was something that we could do together and just have some more quality time doing a hobby that he really, really enjoyed. Nah, that didn't work out either. <laughs> I was like, okay, so now I'm just a sexy accessory on the back of his Harley Davidson. So the one thing that I tried and I continue to pursue is being a business owner. And so that's where I came from and that's where I am now. I'm a business owner. I own Go Get It Inc. Um, certified business and sales coach for what I call parallelpreneurs. Those are professionals who are building a business alongside their nine to five. Um, I help them get clear on who they serve and how they serve them, confident in their selling skills. So they get cash into their business and God gets a glory. And why I'm passionate about those individuals is because I parallelpreneur for three years. And once I transitioned into full-time, there was a lot of things that I didn't know, um, uh, yeah, it was a lot of head bumping, praying at night, talking to Jesus, making sure, Lord, is this really what you wanted me to do? And I'm just trying <laughs> to help other parallelpreneurs avoid, like, I've done it. I went before you, right? So I want to help you to not make the same mistakes or have to learn the lessons the hard way that I had to learn um, so that you can, you know, transition effortlessly into full-time entrepreneurship if that's your desire or your calling. I think that's awesome. And I love that term parallelpreneurs, because so many people, that's really how we start our businesses. I know that's how I started my business. I mean, having that full-time job, coming mm -hmm. home at night, slogging it out on the computer, yes. you know, making the flyers, doing the social media, you know, doing your webinars. Talk to me about how that process worked for you. What, how did you get started in your business? First of all, how'd you decide on your business? Uh, so that goes back to when I had the heart attack. So when I had the heart attack and was deciding which business I should choose, I had a long-term desire of, I'm also a licensed nail tech. 
Um, and I keep my license up because you just never know, but I do not actively practice. And so one of my long-term was to open up my own nail school. I had had that dream and desire ever since I left nail school many, 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 many moons ago, probably at least 20 some years ago. And the newest business desire was life coaching and going into the coaching space. So there was a really, you know, I had books and journals and all these notes on how to um, create or build this nail school. And then now I had this new desire and I actually chose the new desire which was scary all in itself because there really wasn't no plan behind that. You know, the, 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 the nail school had like a business plan and financials and low, like all the things, not acted on it, but all the plans, this new desire to coach was new. I didn't know, you know, it was going to be a new space. I would have to get certifications and create new names and all the things. Um, so, and I chose the new thing. I, I, I gave up that long-term desire to own a nail school and chose the new thing. And it's why do you think that was? Why do you think that was? I I believe the reason why I chose a new thing, because even though this is the Holy Ghost, even though you might have been committed to something or had a long-term desire or loyal to something, it may not no longer serve you where you currently are. And even though I had had that desire from so many moons ago, and it was really hard to let it go because I had kind of started here and there every now and then because I was so attached to it because it's something that I had always desired that I would do and I had to really sit with myself and talk to myself and say now is this really what you see for yourself as a business owner is this what you really desire for yourself I know you're putting all this time this energy maybe even some money towards being the business but is that really what you want to do now 20 years later, let's just say. And I had to just have a, as some people say, come to Jesus moment and be honest with myself. <laughs> and so, and, and I was, I was like, you know what? No, you know, it was, and, and, it, and it's, it was hard because I'm, I'm very, I value time a lot. So I was like all that time and I value money and all that time and money, commitment, whatever, how, no matter how small, but I'm going to let that go. And I'm going to go down this new path. It sounds to me like what you experienced, and tell me if I'm hearing you correctly, with two things. Mm -hmm. One, you had grown and changed as a person. And, yes. and two, you were letting go of that old identity when you let go of that old business concept. How many people do you encounter that experience those kinds of, of challenges in their decision-making about their business? Like maybe they want a business, but they're stuck maybe partly because of that identity piece. Yes, I think, and sometimes it's, sometimes people are good at a lot of different things. And so because they're good at a lot of different things, in addition to that, like you said, they want to now make a business from that thing. But just because you're good at it doesn't mean it needs to be a business, right? Or just because you spent 30 years being a, H, a director of HR doesn't mean your business has to be in HR, it definitely could be because you can utilize that experience, but maybe, uh, you know, during that time you've been a director of HR, you have been helping teen moms, you know, navigate, you know, being a new mom. So, so even though you, right. you have all that education experience for HR, but you've been doing it for your church or for your community, you know, on the side, maybe it's time to try that because that's where you feel you're, you're being fulfilled, even though it's, it's no longer, it's not, 
utilizing, let's just say your corporate identity or your job or your title or your letters behind your name. You have to do what feeds you, what feeds your soul is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's going to be. How can. Oh, go ahead. You definitely have to do what fills your soul, what you're called to, because when it gets hard, when the bank account don't look like you expect it to look, when things don't go the way you plan, envision, put on your, and I'm a, I'm an avid vision boarder and put on your vision board, you know, the prayer don't, the prayer is not answered the way you thought it should be answered. It's got to be something that keeps pulling you, keeps getting you to be like, you know what, I'm going, I'm here to serve those people and I'm going to keep showing up and I'm going to keep showing up and I'm going to keep showing up. So yes, definitely you got to be something you're, you know, called to that fills you up because if it's not, then you will quit it. You would continue to work at your job, which is nothing wrong with that, or go back and get a job, which is nothing wrong with that either. So how do people kind of dig in and figure that out? How do they figure out what feeds their soul? I really think they need to have a conversation. Well, I'm a God's girl. I love the Lord. So I'm always say talk to Jesus about it. Um, but in addition to talking to Jesus about it, journal about it, really get some alone and quiet time. You know, I personally have a prayer closet. You go in your prayer closet or maybe you go for a weekend or a day and, you know, uh, get a hotel room, whatever you need, ride to the beach, whatever you need to kind of get away from everybody and, there's a, and their opinion. And this is going to sound, it's going to sound how it sounds, but just imagine if everybody that you cared about and valued their opinion was no longer here. What would you do? Because sometimes we're influenced by what our mom thinks we should do, what our spouse thinks we should do, what our kids, what our friends, whatever. And that sometimes cloud what we truly want to do for ourselves. So sometimes you have to kind of like block out all of that and say, Neff, Michelle, what do you really want to do? Sit with yourself. What is it that you want to do? If you could do whatever that is or anything and it was nothing holding you back, no, you know, everybody supports you, whatever the case may, whatever you have to tell yourself to really be honest with yourself about what it is that you want to do moving forward, then that's what you need to do. So I, like my book says, how to act, activate your faith. That's the whole talk of the Jesus. And then commit to whatever the plan is that you and him decide that's best for your life where you currently are. And then take action on that plan. And trust me, it will change your life. You know, you said activate faith. Mm-hmm. Talk to Jesus. Somebody might say, how do I know is Jesus talking to me? Do you have, well, one, you got to have a relationship with Mm -hmm. because you should be able to discern what's him and what's you. If you truly have a relationship with him, if you talked to him before and you were obedient to whatever you believe that you heard from him and whatever result that yielded you, you know, sometimes at least I do when I was led by Jesus or I was led by Neff. <laughs> so, I, you know, <laughs> definitely, I believe, one, you need to have a relationship with him. And if you have a relationship with him, you know how he speaks to you. You know when, how he, you know, it could be like a word that he tells you. It could be somebody comes in your life and confirms whatever you believe you've heard or the gumption in your spirit, but you will know. You'll definitely know. And if you don't know, if you're, if you're unsure, asking for a confirmation, say, I need a, you know, an in-person confirmation, somebody to confirm this for me. I need an audible confirmation. And it could be some complete stranger, somebody that don't even have a clue what you're dreaming or desiring about. And they'll be like, 
hey, you remember when you wanted to do this? And you'd be like, uh-oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. There it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, or something that happened on TV. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, there's my confirmation. Okay, I'm moving yeah. in the right direction. I heard from him correctly. And, you know, I think sometimes people see those things and they think, oh, coincidence. And it, and it can happen for small things, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very small things. I had a question in my mind the other day as I was walking, you know, I'm moving into a new place. Yes. And I had a question in my mind about the, the, about the apartment complex that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And literally a guy walks out of his unit and we're just chit-chatting as mm-hmm. we walk in, he's walking to the car. And he answers the question I had in my mind. Oh, wow. Right then, because I was like, I don't know, not I'm looking around seeing I have some questions. And this guy yes. literally didn't know him from a can of paint. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just as a chit chat and answer my question. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. I appreciate yes. that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it can be little things, right? But it can also be those big things. Absolutely. So talk to me. So it's activate faith. What's the yes. next step? You said work in your plan. Commit, commit to the plan. Commit to the plan. So you talk to Jesus, you activate your faith, you develop a plan with him. Mm-hmm. That commitment piece. Talk to us about the commitment piece. Oh, yeah. Now you got to be committed to it, right? You know, because you may not see it, like I said, when you think you should see it, right? So let's just say God tells you, Michelle, he tells you to move into this complex. Michelle in the natural is like, it doesn't fit whatever your criteria is. This concerns me, whatever those things are, right? Well, God, you know, had your question answered. Some people call it co- uh, coincidence. I call it Christ, right? Because <laughs> I'm a believer and gave you that piece about, okay, I'm in the right place, you know, despite what I may be seeing and you commit to, con- to moving into that, you know, location, despite what you see in the natural, because you, you heard, you had a thought and, it, and you had a response and you got a response to what that thought was to that question, which gave you that piece to go ahead and move forward, commit to the plan of moving into that apartment complex. So yes, it's about committing to whatever plan you're given, even though you may be questioning it because you got to trust him and know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. So despite what you may see in the natural, you have to continue to move forward and trust him because your trust is in him and not in man. And what you see with your eyes may be one, not accurate, or mm-hmm. two, temporary. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many things that can change, mm-hmm. right? So even though a situation may not look ideal, Maybe it changes to become ideal or to open that door for the ideal opportunity for you. Right. Or a moment for you to grow. There's a lot of things that can be happening in that moment when, like you said, it doesn't, it doesn't look or fit like, you, you know, what you would select for yourself necessarily, you know, but, I, but we're going to trust you and that you'll protect me and that I'm going to get whatever lesson or learn every, whatever thing or develop in whatever way you have for me to develop in this season where I'm at. And then what's that third piece? Because you said these things can help change your life. Absolutely. You got to take action. Taking action. Yeah. So what does that look like for people? Taking the step, right? Some, you know, you got to do it anyway, taking whatever step that is, right? So I'm going to continue to use you as an example, right? So the step for you is sign the lease. 
move in. You know what I mean? Just taking it one step at a time. If you feel overwhelmed or any fear creeps up, take a smaller step. So maybe it's just, let me just fill out the application. Let me not get too, to get too far ahead of myself in this process, right? Let me then, okay, the application has been approved. Let me get the lights on. Let me get the moving people. Taking the steps. It doesn't matter how small the step is, as long as you continue to move forward into, into whatever it is that you're desiring, your dream, your destiny, your calling, building the business, getting married, whatever the goal is that you have for yourself, as long as you're taking the steps to move forward, you've got to take action. You can't, going back to my own personal example, you can't continue to have be planning to act and, and not acting on your plan, having journals and stacks of notebooks and Word documents about the business, the dream, the desire, but never taking action, number one, or continuously taking the action to get you that result, right? So I took some actions, but I did not continue to take the action to give me the result of having the nail school. Okay, so let me make sure I heard you correctly. Absolutely. It is possible. It is possible that you could be taking action. You could be trying things mm -hmm. here and there, but it's inconsistent action mm -hmm. or it's not the correct actions to actually get you the results you, would, you thought you wanted for the business, let's say. Absolutely. 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 Um, and if you find yourself doing that, what, what does that possibly indicate? What it would indicate is that you feel good because you're moving, but you may have some fear about actually getting to the result that you want. So let's just use, you know, people showing up to their business. I show up to my business every day or during my business hours, whatever the case may be. And I see my things to do list and I'm checking off, checking and checking and checking and I'm completing things, but I'm not getting any cash. I'm not getting any clients. Are the tasks on your things to do list aligned with you getting clients? If it's not, then you can show up for 24 seven. <laughs> if your goal is to get clients, but nothing on your things to do list, none of your actions align with what it would take to get a client, you will not get a client. Right. Which means then you don't really have a business. Correct. You have a Correct. hobby. Right. And working on working that marketing strategy, picking up that phone, going live on social media, you know, doing that event, going to network, whatever the things are to get clients, you know, those things probably bump up against your character. You know what I'm saying? If you're, if you like me, you identify as an introvert, it can be hard. It'd be taking you out of your comfort zone. You have to stretch yourself a little bit. You know, so it's easier to be like, yeah, I tweaked my website or I chose my colors or I created my email template. Oh, yeah. But those things do indirectly, but not like going out there and networking, sharing with people, you know, three people a day, what you do, you know, doing that Facebook live, giving a tip and saying, hey, if you're interested and I can assist you, let's get on a phone call, picking up that phone and following up or sending a follow up email. Those are the things or some of the things that will get you the clients and get you the cash. But tweaking the website, playing with your colors, messing with the logo, designing the business card. Oh yeah, that's all great. <laughs> and it's action. <laughs> but it's an action that's gonna yield you the result that you want and desire for your business. Right. And now when people are stuck in that phase, what kinds of things can you do to help them get over that hump? The hunt where, where they're playing in the pretty instead of prospecting? Yeah. 
we have a we have a coming like that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I talk to him and I I I give it to him straight no chaser. Look, if you want to have an expensive hobby because you're gonna have to continue to invest in your business, and if your business then you continue to want. But you didn't tell me that. You said you wanted a profitable business, or and you want to have a be able to exit your job and go full time in your business. And the way you do that is we have to do the things that can be uncomfortable to some of us. But at the end of the day. If there is no revenue, no sales, no clients, no cash, you don't have a business. And if you're not ready to do it anyway, whatever the do it anyway is, the, you know, the prospecting, then you have ask yourself a question and then let me know, are you really ready to own a business or are you better suited to have a job? And it's okay, you know, because sometimes people make entrepreneurship look so grand you know, you buy into all the glitz, but ain't nobody telling you about the grind behind the scenes. I am here to tell you. Yeah, the photo <laughs> shoots are pretty. You know what I mean? The background drops, all that is great and grand. You know what I mean? You know, the glam, all that's great and grand. But there's things that we're doing, that Michelle's doing, we all are doing behind the scenes that is not pretty. Hair's in a bun, you're barely eight, you ain't had enough sleep, and, you, and you're working it out. You're forgetting your makeup case at hotels. <laughs> exactly right well can I at least find some Vaseline because I got to do this live <laughs> right it's all those things so you know if they are to recap that if they're stuck and they want to play in the pretty and not prospect then I really have a conversation with them and then it's not that they have to give me that answer right then but they may need to journal about it sit have go some sit down sometime and really think about it because it's not for everybody and that's okay right everybody think oh laptop laptop lifestyle and i'm on the beach and sipping whatever i like to sip and i'm you know bringing all this money in da, 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 da. Yeah, but you don't know how many years it took to get there you don't know what they did prior to that you don't know you see the end result but you don't see what they did to get there and so you're thinking, oh, I can do that too. You're thinking, oh, I could be that end result at day one. No, ma'am, sir. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. Well, and could it also be, because this is something that I think a lot of people don't really get into. And I think this goes back to what you were talking about before. It may not be that they're not suited for business, but maybe the business that they're trying to build isn't the right business for them. Maybe they've honed in on the wrong skill or the wrong interest. So are there ways that people can um, reassess that piece? Like, yeah, I know I really, really want to do a business, but maybe I lost my passion for this, or that's who I was 20 years ago. Now I'm someone else. So as a person that has pivoted throughout her business, you just pivot. You know what I mean? If you find that it no longer serves you. So when I initially got my coaching certification in 2013 I started out just generally life coaching and decided oh no that's not for me and then I narrowed down and niched down into personal finance coaching and then eventually that wasn't no longer serving me or what I wanted to do and then that's when I got into business and sales so to me you can pivot it's okay you just need to communicate it to your followers your email list whatever the case may be and just be honest about what that is so let's just say you start out and you are, just using my same example, you start out life coaching and you decide, you know what, I've served people in that way, but that doesn't fill me up. I don't feel good about that. You just do a simple live, write a simple email and say, hey guys, 
you know, I've been serving you in this way, you know, da, 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 but there's a shift coming in my business or there's a pivot coming in my business. I'm getting ready to now serve people in this way. Feel free to hang out and still, you know, for, for the ride or feel free to exit stage left if, you know, I'm no longer the person for you being that this pivot has happened. I just think communicating that to, you know, your people is, is what you just need to do and just don't get caught up in like, oh my God, I'm finna switch to do something else. It's okay. It's your life. Right. Have so, permission. Absolutely. <laughs> like, what are you holding on to it for if you no longer desire? Because that's how you're going to show up too, or you won't show up. Right. Because right. you no longer desire. It doesn't fill you up anymore. You're not, you don't feel called to it anymore. So that's how you're going to show up. And that's not going to be good because they're going to pick your, your people's going to pick up on that. Now, I really want to hear about how your faith informs your business. Okay, absolutely. I don't separate God out of my business. For me, he's not reserved for Sundays and Bible study night. I pray for my clients, led or asked to. I pray on our calls. You know, I, God is throughout, like I post about it. You know what I mean? Like I do not shy away from my personal belief. And I don't shy away from my own personal belief because it's a part of who I am. And other people, people that believe differently, they bring their beliefs to the forefront of their business. So I feel like for me, as a Christian, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to represent God in the marketplace. If you can represent whatever your belief is, I can represent God. And you either get get with it or not. And it's okay, right? Not everything is for everybody. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how do you, do do you feel like that actually helps draw clients to you? Like you being your authentic self, you sharing your faith, you, you know what I mean? Really representing that part of yourself in your business. Do you feel like that helps um, draw the right customers, the right clients? Absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, Yes, it definitely draws more people that are, you know, Christians or faith-based and are okay with that. And even those who may not be as vocal about it as myself, I notice that they start to increase their relationship. They start saying, well, Neff, you know, do you have a local church that you suggest? Or Neff, what, you know, how do I do, you know, do you have a scripture for this or whatever? So to me, even if they're not, I'm a God's girl, God is dope and all the things that I am when it comes to God that they are receptive to it. And I notice how their relationship starts to increase with Christ because of the connection with me. Um, One, number two, I feel like if you bring yourself to the forefront, mine is the Christ thing, right? But maybe yours is you're quirky or you love to dance or you sing. I think bringing that to the forefront will definitely attract people that are interested in a coach or interested in whatever service you offer that is, and that's how you do business. So I definitely think you should make sure you're repelling the wrong people and attracting the right people. So if I was to be like, oh, you can believe in Christ and believe in B and believe in C and believe in D, then I'm going to get all kinds of people. No, no, no. I don't want all kinds of people because I don't want to deal with that. So that's why I lead with. You got to be okay. I'm a God's girl and I'm a prayer in the call. If you're not okay with that, then I'm not the coach for you. I can refer you out to someone else or yeah, or, or you could just find someone else. 
So definitely to answer your question, I do believe bringing who you are to the forefront, your beliefs or how you do business definitely will attract the right people to you. I think that's awesome. I love when people really, I love when entrepreneurs share who they are. They're, they're especially faith-based people. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't have a feeling one way or another about different traditions um, mm-hmm. because everything originates from one place anyway, from my perspective, mm-hmm. but all of that, all of that um, positive energy is really what I look for. And I love when people bring that positive energy to the marketplace. They bring, I think it's another way of serving people. Right. You know, do you feel like that's part of your service to people? Like, you know, in this world, I think you and I have talked about this. I think there's a lot of division. And I think that every bit of positive energy that we can bring, every bit of love and peace and mm-hmm you know, joy, however we bring it really helps. And I think bringing that into the marketplace is just another way of doing that. What do you find um, is, is satisfying for you personally about bringing your faith into your business and to your clients? You know, I definitely, I, I, for me, it's definitely seeing the growth in their relationship with Christ, you know, or I start hearing them say, but now I'm gonna pray for you too when they've never said that, you know what I mean? Or, you know, they're like, yeah, you can pray. And they're a little like bashful about it or whatever. So definitely that kind of lights me up because I may be the only representative of Christ that they see, right? They may not go to church. They may not have had a Bible since they were little, you know, they may not, all all the things that I personally experienced, vocational Bible school, you know, I wasn't in the choir, but I was at every rehearsal, you know, I've had spiritual moms, you know, I've had evangelists, like I've had like church throughout my whole life. And some people haven't experienced that. So maybe I'm the only, you know, representative to a degree of what having a relationship with Christ is like, what being a believer is like, what being a Christian and like, and I, I, uh, take that very seriously. So definitely, because I don't want nobody <laughs> not to make it in. I want to make it in, but I definitely don't want you to be attached to me and not make it in. If I have, you know, any light to share, any good, you know, vibes or scripture, whatever to help you be like, you know what, well, I want to find, you know, Nev love the Lord. Let me find out what this Christ thing is all about. She always talking about him and how she, you know, how he helps her, whatever. And I, you know, I know her personally. She's been going through some stuff, but she still has joy in her heart, still showing up, still smiling. I got to know about this, this crisis, Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, she always talking about. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's awesome. <laughs> It'll make a difference. That's awesome. I love that that's rooted at the base of your business. I love that. And I love that it is part of your book. Tell folks about your book. Tell them how they can connect with you. Absolutely, absolutely. So the book is titled How to Act. Act is an acronym for Activate Your Faith. Commit to a plan and take action that would change your life. And it really shares like 18 principles around faith, around entrepreneurship, and around finances, right? And the freedom that entrepreneurship brings you. And also you can connect with me on my website at www.nefeteriafonde.com. And if you're like, you know what? I want to know more about this uh, coaching and how she can help me get clear, get confident, and get cash. You can go to bit.ly forward slash book with Nef and schedule a discovery session. I look forward to serving you.
That's awesome. Nafetarian, thank you so much for being on Somewhere in the Middle with Michelle Berard. I love this discussion. I can't wait for people to reach out to you. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor to serve. Well, that's our show this month, guys. You can reach me online at michelleberard.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Urban Book Editor. Send me a note. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to send in some topics you'd like us to cover on the show. Make sure you tune into the show on February 16th when my guest will be author and speaker, Ms. Donna Gray. You can find us once a month on Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time at the Somewhere in the Middle Podcast.com. Let's continue the conversation. You guys be good, stay mindful, and remain prayerful. Peace and blessings, y'all.